Welcome to the Fierce Mama Warrior Podcast. This is your host, Jackie Hyman, and this is your hub of women who live to improve the lives of other women on the motherhood journey, health, wellness, and being their best. I would love to take a deep dive today on why I decided to become a specifically pre and postnatal fitness coach. And first of all, I just want to say that I really appreciate every single Fierce Mama Warrior who is tuning in today. I appreciate that you are here with me. I really, really love that we get to spend this time together, even if it's on recording. So the story of how I became a pre and postnatal coach is really uninspiring. It's actually pretty embarrassing now looking back and pretty laughable. But when I started to actually learn about it, all of my preconceived notions of what it meant to be fit and pregnant or fit after being pregnant were completely blown Um, And that's the more inspiring part of the story. So the way it happened was that I saw that, you know, I've I've been to fitness for a long, long time. And I saw an advertisement for a certification to be a pre and postnatal fitness coach and learn how to coach women through their pregnancies and after. So there are a lot of empowering reasons why I wanted to do it. You know, I I believe in women's abilities. I believe in our ability to be strong. I love fitness. Um, I wanted one-on-one clients. I wanted that deeper relationship. It's healthy. So much about it spoke to me. But I also was like a big part of me was like, oh, look, I'd be perfect for this because I am known for kickboxing throughout my pregnancies and because I'm known to snap my body back after having babies and, you know, other women are going to want to learn how to be like me. <laughs> it's nauseating now that I think about it. Really nauseating. So here's what happened when I actually started to learn about what pre and postnatal fitness actually entails and actually means. And what I learned was that there are these two opposing views when it comes to pre and postnatal exercise. Because up until pretty recently, you know, the last few decades, I don't know, maybe more than a few decades even. I know my mom did exercise when she was pregnant, but for a long time it was exercising while you're pregnant is dangerous. Don't lift that. Don't work too hard. You're going to hurt yourself. You're going to hurt your baby. Don't do that. Um, You need a rest. And that was blown out of the water with just a little research on the women who were active during their pregnancy and all of the health benefits that they experienced from it and all of the ways that it re- re- reduces their risk for everything, you name it. Gestational diabetes, C-section, you name it. But then this other way of thinking came along where it was like, oh, look at her. She's kickboxing throughout her entire pregnancy. She's a superwoman. And putting the CrossFit pregnant women on a pedestal as well for going hard. 
And now pregnant women are feeling this pressure to be a superwoman throughout their entire pregnancy. And I remember feeling this way because I generally stop teaching kickboxing when I approach my third trimester. I always made that decision that, you know, I'm getting really big. I'm getting really heavy. I'm starting to leak a little more when I exercise and feeling like, you know, the women who come in the door are looking to like sweat heavy and get their butts kicked. And my body's not ready for that anymore when third trimester comes around. But I heard about this other woman who kickboxed until the day she gave birth. And she was put on such a pedestal for that. So much applause for her. And while that is great for her, and I do applaud her, at the same time, suddenly I felt this pressure. Like, why Why don't I do that? Why can't I push through? Is it because I'm not working out enough? You know, is there something, could I be going harder? And now there's basically this idea of go hard or go home. You know, and I, I hate that meme. I hate that messaging, go hard or go home. Because what happens is, you know, if you, if, you, if you go by that, then you're either pushing yourself way too hard or you're not doing anything. <laughs> and that's a binary that's ridiculous because there's such a happy middle ground. So I am now just so grateful that I know how to guide pregnant women through that happy middle ground. Because what happens when you're pregnant is you need to now deliver oxygen, not only to yourself, but to your baby. So your breathing is much heavier. You're pumping blood at a totally different rate. You are 30 to 40 pounds heavier than you were. You have tons of pressure on your pelvic floor and your home hormones, forget about it. Like the, the amount of change that's happening in your body is so drastic that to not change your exercise program at all doesn't, when you think about it logically, make any sense unless you really feel like that's fine for you and that's the best thing for you. And if it is, then great. But the most upsetting thing to me is telling women what to do and what not to do with their bodies. And even more upsetting than putting the woman on the pedestal who kickboxed to the last day is when people would say to me like, oh, you can't lift that, you're pregnant. Oh, that drove me nuts. And you can't teach self-defense when you're pregnant. Like, what if someone hurts you? Like, oh, that drove me nuts too. It's like, it's my body. I know what's going on with it. I trust myself in it. And I'm making this choice because I know that's the right thing and the best thing. So without taking women's bodily autonomy away and without putting pressure on women to, women to go harder than they feel like is good for them, there is a happy middle ground, and I'm so grateful that I'm able to guide women through that and through all the changes that are happening with their bodies. So after learning more about this, I realized that the conversations I had with my healthcare team while I was pregnant and after I gave birth surrounding exercise were not enough and I was seriously underserved. So let's talk about that a little bit. In my first pregnancy, I was told exercise is really good. You need to keep active. So swim. And that was the end of the conversation. 
That's not a great conversation for people who don't have easy access to a pool or don't like swimming or like there's so much more that goes into a conversation surrounding fitness and pregnancy. You know, there are like, how do I continue to doing to do the exercises that I love to do? Or how do I get started with an exercise program while I'm pregnant, even though I've never done anything before? And what do I look out for? And what signs should I be looking out for from my body? And all of these things and what to avoid and what not to avoid. And there's so much more than just swim. Um, and what ex- exercise is the most beneficial? You know, if you like swimming and you're doing swimming, like that's great. That's great. Swimming is a great exercise. There are other things that are also really beneficial to your pregnancy, like strength training, like yoga, like walking, like uh, moderate intensity cardio. What is that? Let's talk about what that is and why it's beneficial. So... Then with my last pregnancy, um, they asked me, what do you do for exercise? I said, I teach kickboxing. And they said, well, you know, the recommendation now is to continue doing exactly what you were doing before you got pregnant. The end, that was the the end of the conversation. Um, Without any reference to what happens the first trimester when I'm nauseous and kind of get, get out of bed. What happens in the third trimester when I'm feeling really heavy and I have way more pressure on my pelvic floor? So that advice actually what ended up happening because of the pressure I felt to be superwoman and because of that advice that I got from a medical team. I was teaching kickboxing and I ended up soaking my pants with pee because... Well, my doctor told me it was okay. And there's also sort of a sense of, well, you know, when you're pregnant or when you're postpartum, you pee when you exercise, that's just like normal, right? That's something that we all sort of do. Like, it's okay. (sighs) Which is really, really not an ideal way to look at it either because we don't deserve to live the rest of our lives that way. When now I know that there are things that you can do to help your body along in that area so that you can continue doing the exercises that you like without harming yourself. And it took me a long time to build up my pelvic floor after that. And no one spoke to me about my pelvic floor and how exercises impact that um, and what kind of health professional to see to help me with that. And the right way to heal and strengthen that part of my body. That was just that just wasn't even. If it was mentioned, it was like Kegels, you know. But there, like, there's there is so much more information out there that women deserve to have because this is our bodies. This is our bodies. This is our lives. Um, And for many, many women exercise is really important. Thank God we live in a day and age where most women are exercising. And it's a huge part of a lot of people's lives, what gives us energy, what makes us feel good. And there is, we women deserve better from the healthcare team. After baby, I was told by my health care professionals to not exercise for six weeks. Then at six weeks, you visit the doctor. And after the doctor clears you for exercise, they didn't go into how they clear you for exercise at all or what they even do in that appointment. Um, Then you can exercise. 
So take a woman like me who has been doing high-intensity exercise for a very long time and who experiences mild depression and anxiety when I don't when I'm not in a regular consistent exercise routine and tell her she can't do anything for 6 weeks. So what happened was I experienced a lot of depression and anxiety in my postpartum period because I had been sharing my body with someone else. It changed my body in drastic ways and Now the one thing that makes me feel like I have control over my body, you're taking away. The one thing that that helps me with depression and anxiety, which is, you know, add on all the postpartum hormones to that and you're taking that away too. So, and you're telling me what not to do with my body again. (laughs) Then you're saying do whatever you want after six weeks. So someone like me is going to go hard after six weeks because I don't have that information of how that's going to impact my body. And six weeks happens to be this magical number whereas other injuries are given 13 weeks to heal before going back to normal routine. For some reason, for pregnant women, for postpartum women, uh, we're only given six weeks and then... We have tons of pressure on us to snap back to our routines and snap back to our pre-baby body weight as fast as possible. And I started to realize that all of those compliments that I was given after having a baby, I am one of those women who loses the weight really fast. That's not because I'm superhuman or doing something better than other women. There is a little bit of control that we have over that. Yes, if you exercise during your pregnancy or if you're generally active, you're more likely to lose weight faster, fine. But we have way less control over it than we're made aware. And I, my body, is the exception, not the norm. What's normal (laughs) is for women after they have a baby, to look like they had a baby. And all of this applause is given to women who don't even look like they had a baby. And can we just stop and think about that for a second? How incredible is it that a woman's body grows and gives birth to life, to another human life, and then we're told to not look like it ever happened? that that is praiseworthy, that that is applause-worthy. What kind of message are we sending to women? That it's not okay to look like you had a baby. What's normal is to look like you had a baby for a long, long time. In a lot of cases, forever. A lot of women will have a scar there forever. They'll have a a belly that sticks out forever. They will have stretch marks forever because their body went through a crazy thing. So I'm so grateful that now I have this happy, the tools to be able to guide women through this happy middle ground where there are things that you can actively do during those six weeks to help to strengthen and heal your body so that you can one day 
more quickly get back to an exercise routine without doing harm to your body and how to ease women back into that without this all or nothing mindset. And at my doctor's appointments, they did not talk to me about pelvic health physiotherapy. They did not talk to me about muscle separation. They checked that my uterus had contracted and told me I could exercise without telling me what to look out for and without telling me about the harm that certain exercises could do to my body. I was underserved. And if I was underserved, a lot of other women are being underserved. There is information out there that we aren't getting and aren't being provided with, and that's not okay. This is our health. This is our bodies. We deserve better than that. And we deserve to know that it's okay to listen to our own bodies and trust our own bodies with what is right, how much to lift, how much to exercise, that we, you know, I can give all the advice in the world about exercise when you're pregnant. At the end of the day, it's your choice. You have control over the choices that you make with your body. And women deserve to not have this type of pressure to be super women throughout their entire pregnancies and to snap back to routine with work, with family, with house, with the house care, and with exercise and with weight loss right after going through one of the craziest things your body will ever go through, hopefully. With all the information about the hormones and the way your body is pumping blood differently when you're pregnant, the way your body now has to provide oxygen not just to you but to someone else as well, and all of the pressure that's being put on the pelvic floor and how you can still have an awesome exercise program and get all the benefits of exercise while all that is happening. So if you sort of identify with this story at all and you feel like you want that information about exercise pre and postnatal, stay tuned because I'm doing this so I can share all of this information with you so that you are not underserved the way I was. So I'm going to be doing more episodes about what exercise programs look like, about all of these topics, and I'm going to be doing more videos. So stay with me here, and no matter how much you're pushing yourself or not pushing yourself with fitness, with life, you are a fierce mama warrior in my eyes, always. See you on the flip side, Fierce Mama Warriors. Love you. Mwah, mwah. Thank you.